Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, October 18th. Three weeks away from Election Day, it is midterm crunch time. New ads hitting the airwaves and those all-important debates are taking up a lot of the action today. We'll bring it all to you. In Ohio last night, Republican J.D. Vance versus Democrat Tim Ryan. These guys met for their second debate. It is now clear after watching both of these debates, there is no love lost between these two candidates. They have been rather testy exchanges, and it is clear that the mission for each of them is to try and paint the other one as totally extreme. And you you hear some of that in sort of the zingers they had back and forth on the debate stage. We're going to play some clips from that debate. They're all courtesy of WFMJ TV. For his part, Tim Ryan attacked J.D. Vance's ties to former President Donald Trump after Trump said this at a recent campaign rally. The New York Times did a fake story today, big front page, that J.D. wasn't sure if he wanted my support. J.D. is kissing my ass. He wants my support. At the debate last night, Vance played it off as just merely that Trump was joking. I, I, I know the president very well, and absolutely, he was joking about a New York Times story. That's all he was doing. I didn't take offense to it. I talked to the president before it. I talked to the president afterwards. Everybody there took it as a joke. Tim Ryan sought to take the attack that Vance alleges quite often on the trail about his voting with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time and try and turn it into a positive trying to acknowledge and communicate to voters that he actually has been opposed to Nancy Pelosi's leadership in the past. You have to have the courage to take on your own leaders. These leaders in D.C., they will eat you up like a chew toy. You were calling Trump America's Hitler. Then you kissed his ass. It's not true. It is true. And then you kissed his ass and then he endorsed you. And you said he's the greatest president of all time. If you can't even stand up for yourself, how are you going to stand up for the people of the state? Another heated moment is when the candidates sparred over the so-called replacement theory, this idea that white people are being slowly and intentionally replaced by minorities and immigrants. This is a complete sort of conspiracy that fuels the right-wing echo chamber, Fox News and elsewhere. Ryan called it, quote, nonsense and accused Vance of, quote, running around with people who believe in it. Listen to the exchange. All these guys, they just want to stoke this racial violence. We're tired of it, J.D. What happens is that my own children, my biracial children, get attacked by scumbags online and in person because you are so desperate for political power that you'll accuse me, the father of three beautiful biracial babies, of engaging in racism. We are sick of it. Out in Utah, independent Evan McMullen is running against Republican Senator Mike Lee. We don't usually talk about Utah Senate races because it's such a deeply red Republican state. They're not usually competitive contests. But the Democrats didn't field a candidate. Since Evan McMullen was trying to take on Mike Lee, Democrats decided, well, in Utah, that may be the best chance they have to knock off a Republican incumbent senator instead of putting up a Democratic candidate. Now, the reality is McMullen, a former Republican turned independent, former CIA officer, has a lot of agreement with Mike Lee on a lot of policy issues. But his entire rationale for his candidacy is around January 6th and democracy 
And he takes Mike Lee to task day in and day out on the trail for participating in protesting against the Electoral College vote in the Capitol on January 6th. And Mike Lee pushes back, having none of it. He has wrapped himself in this constitutional conservative label throughout much of his career. He did so when he brought out his handy pocket constitution on the debate stage last night. This led to this back and forth, courtesy KSTU. Yes, there were people who behaved very badly on that day. I was not one of them. I was one of the people trying to dismantle this situation, trying to stop it from happening. Because I believe in this document written by the hands of wise men raised up by God to that very purpose. Look, Senator Lee has been doing this thing with his pocket constitution for the last several years. Senator Lee, it is not a prop. It is not a prop. If you're committed to the Constitution, then stand up for our free and fair elections. Stand up for the peaceful transfer of power. In one of the country's key governor's races in Georgia, the rematch between Democrat Stacey Abrams and the Republican incumbent governor Brian Kemp, we saw yet again voting rights, voting issues as a center point of this debate. They debated a whole host of issues. But Stacey Abrams has defined her public life around access to the ballot and fighting for voting rights. Brian Kemp, former secretary of state before he was governor, overseeing the voting process in Georgia and signed that new voting legislation into law and uses that as a credential while Stacey Abrams tries to use it as a cudgel against him. Here they were, courtesy of the Atlanta Press Club and Georgia Public Broadcasting. Brian Kemp was the secretary of state, and he has assiduously denied access to the right to vote. We know that the right to vote is the only way that we can make the changes we need in the state, the only way we can make the changes we need in this country. Just this past May in our primaries, we again had record turnout in the Republican primary and the Democratic primary. In Georgia, it's easy to vote and hard to cheat. And it looks like that record turnout may not be just for the primaries that Brian Kemp was talking about there. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger put out a release today that had record totals for a midterm in terms of early vote. The Secretary of State in Georgia said that on the first day of early voting, which was yesterday in Georgia, total turnout, 143,077 votes were cast. Early in-person votes were 131,000 of those. Compare that to the same day four years ago in the 2018 midterms when Kemp versus Abrams was going through their first round running against each other. Only 70,849 votes were cast on the first day of early in-person voting in the midterms four years ago. We've seen in polling, this is a very engaged electorate. 2018 was one of the highest turnout midterm elections in decades, and it looks like 2022 may be in that area in terms of turnout. And I want to make sure you guys hear this fascinating ad up in Pennsylvania. Dr. Mehmet Oz, the Republican nominee for Senate there, put up this ad. Now, remember, he won that Republican nomination in Pennsylvania with Donald Trump's backing. No doubt that was part of his victory, energizing the MAGA wing of the party. And it's a very purple state, Pennsylvania. So as is the norm in American politics, candidates in their primary sort of run to the right or the left to try and activate the base vote. And then in battleground states, they tend to run to the center and court as big a swath of the electorate as possible. That's sort of the math equation. Now, that is not a political philosophy that Donald Trump has ever subscribed to. 
And he never really did a ton of courting the middle. His vision of American politics was just to turn out more base voters. Mehmet Oz is clearly taking a different direction up in Pennsylvania. Listen to this ad where he argues against extremism in Washington. Guys like John Fetterman take everything to the extreme. Why are we letting murderers out? Why is the solution always tax and spend? Extremism on both sides makes things worse. We need balance. Less extremism in Washington. I'm running for Senate to improve people's lives. That's what doctors do. Now, remember, he's the Trump-backed candidate in that race arguing against extremism. Are voters going to buy that? The answer to that question will determine who the next senator from Pennsylvania is. And I noted on this podcast yesterday that the economy is the driving issue in this race. But President Joe Biden was in Washington today trying to increase the attention on abortion rights again. He wants to get it up to the level of concern for voters that it was in the immediate aftermath of the Dobbs decision. Here's the pitch he made. If you care about the right to choose, then you got to vote. That's why in these midterm elections are so critical, elect more Democratic senators to the United States Senate and more Democrats to keep control of the House of Representatives. And folks, if we do that, Here's the promise I make to you and the American people. The first bill that I will send to the Congress will be to codify Roe v. Wade. Democrats are banking on abortion rights as a potential silver bullet to mitigate a tough economic midterm environment for their party. In three weeks, we'll know if it worked. Thanks so much for listening. That does it for this edition of The Political Briefing. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.